Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hearing Connected Conversations. This is Angie chatting at you. Now, if you guys listened to last week's episode, I was the expert. This week, we're doing things a little bit different because there's two hosts to our podcast. That means Sid is going to be sharing her expertise in today's conversation. And I am so excited about this because I know a little bit about the topic. But obviously, Sid is the expert, so I have a lot of questions that I'm sure you listeners will be able to relate to in regards of removing trauma bonding from your relationships as an empath. Like, what might drop such an interesting topic for today? Because I'm sure we have a lot of our empaths listening, and I'm sure that we all have heard of this term trauma bonding. Welcome to Caring Connected Conversations. I'm Sydney, a spiritual mentor who guides and supports you to live in alignment by finding and owning your power. I'm Angie, a fitness and life coach, teaching you to love yourself unconditionally by staying accountable to your goals in fitness, food, life, and love. Sid and I are real-life BFFs and biz partners. Our deepest desire is to see you succeed in life by being willing and vulnerable to step out of your comfort zone. We're constantly learning from each other while also providing support through every breakdown and every breakthrough. Not every conversation is easy. It's the difficult ones that lead you to create deeper connections in your life. We want to inspire and empower you to love your life. So get ready for conversations filled with laughter, tears, and everything in between. Let's get connecting. Before we even get into it, let's buckle up, get your notepads out because Sid is going to be spewing in all the facts. So before we start, let's check in with Sid. Sid, how are you doing today, my expert friend? (laughs) Hello, I'm doing really, really well. I'm so excited to get into this topic today and to hear your questions and to hopefully bring a little bit more knowledge on the topic to our listeners who maybe some of our listeners kind of know the idea of trauma bonding, um, but some of maybe some of our listeners have no idea what that means and how it's actually affecting their lives. So I'm ready to jump in because this is something that I've experienced in my own life as an empath and had to learn how to remove trauma bonding in my own relationships. And it's something that I recently uh, worked Uh, through with a client of mine who had been experiencing trauma bonding in her relationships. And so I'm kind of forming those experiences and my knowledge on that and my expertise on that to kind of bring this topic to everyone. Oh, I love it. Okay. So before we start then said, I'm going to ask you most simple question for, especially for our listeners who have no idea what trauma bonding is, what is trauma bonding and why is it even something to be aware of? I think this is a great question because I think it, it, a lot of people don't understand how it's affecting their lives because they don't even understand that it's a thing. And so coming in from my expertise as emotional wellness mentor and a spiritual mentor, I'm kind of bringing in my definition of trauma bonding in that sense. And so to me, trauma bonding is when you have a relationship with someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, a coworker, whatever, and you both have experienced something in your life, maybe the same situation, maybe different situations 
that have caused you pain. So it could be emotional pain, mental pain, or physical pain. And you end up bonding over that experience that you had. And so that can look like, let's here, here's an example. So Ange, you and I, we used to work together. Let's say we had a boss that we didn't like. This is not true. We had great bosses at our job. <laughs> we worked together. But let's just say we had a boss that we didn't like. And that boss was really uh, emotionally putting everyone down and condescending and manipulative and just like not a kind person. So if we were trauma bonding, we would get together and we would talk about that experience constantly and we would say how terrible it is and we would hate on our boss together and we would just vent and complain and gossip and kind of be in our victim mindset of how terrible this situation is and we are being emotionally affected by it. And that would bond us. It would bring us closer together as friends. So our relationship is being built and strengthened off of something that actually hurts us. And so I think your second part of your question was like, why is this bad? What was it? Well, it's more of like, why is it something to be aware of? Because before you even answer that said, I just want to talk about what you had said, because I think this is something, especially for us women, let's be real here. (laughs) Um, We can all relate to because I knew when I, when I grew up, whether it was in high school, middle school, we got to this idea of, of gossiping. And then we got in like, you just, you get sucked into it. So I'm, I'm loving how you explain trauma bonding. So I want to know why is it important to be, or why is it something to be aware of, of like the gossiping aspect of it? Because how is that, like, how does that change who you are in knowing what trauma bonding is? Yes. So this is great because it really kind of brings in like, yeah, how trauma bonding affects you as a person, how it affects your relationship and how it affects the progression of your life. And so really what I'm talking about is the pain, the emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual pain that you get from this situation. As an empath, what an empath, like the definition of empath is somebody who easily understands and feels the emotions and energy of another person. So as an empath that has trauma bonding in your relationship, you're not only feeling your own pain from your the emotions that you experienced in that situation, but you're also feeling the emotional pain of the person that you're bonding with. And so this affects your the progression of your life and it affects your relationship because what you're doing is you're really clinging, you're attaching yourself emotionally to this story that the two of you or multiple of you have created that carries very harsh, heavy energy. Like if you think of something that caused you emotional pain, made you really angry, made you really frustrated, made you really sad, right? Whatever it was that it made you feel, every single time you talk about that experience, you're putting yourself back into those emotions. You're, you're, and, and you're creating a stronger attachment to that terrible story, and to those awful emotions. And then on top of it, anytime you're around that person, even if you're not talking about what you've trauma bonded over, that story 
is connecting you because the foundation of your relationship is built on trauma bonding. So if they're having a terrible time in something and it has nothing to do with what you've trauma bonded over, you're already very emotionally attached to them and their experiences. So you're feeling their emotions on a very deep level. So what this means for you in your individual life is you're, you're going to have emotional waves that are very, very powerful, high highs and low lows. And you're going to feel extremely unstable in your emotional waves. It's let's, let's be real. It, it is difficult. It's something I'm even working on too. And it's something that I've, I've definitely had trouble with when I first started it is not wanting to continuously talk about it. So how would you explain this to somebody who's trying to remove themselves? Like how would you emotionally detach yourself while you're in the middle of a conversation? So this is the part that I think it ends up being a lot harder than what we expect. And it ends up because of how much harder it is, it ends up taking a lot more time, right? It's not a flip of the switch where all of a sudden we become emotionally detached from this original trauma bonding. So we're not affected when we're around those particular people. It's also for a lot of the people that we have trauma bonded with, we don't necessarily want to completely remove them from our lives. And I say that because the majority of our trauma bonding actually happens in our family relationships without us even realizing. And it's because as a family, we can go through really difficult experiences together, right? If you grew up in a family that was not well off financially. And maybe you had a lot of challenging experiences because your family didn't have the finances to support you. You probably bonded with your siblings because, oh, well, we never have money, right? Like the belief systems that you created or had created within you came from those family experiences. And your siblings have the same belief systems and your parents have the same belief systems. So you all bond on this idea of having financial struggle, right? But we can't just get rid of our family. And we can't like, especially for those of us that want to have loving relationships with our family and we want to have supportive relationships with our family. And for those of us that are empaths, We want to be able to help our family, right? We want to be able to help our family become successful. So how do you detach yourself emotionally? So while you're in the middle of a conversation, you're not being affected. You're not actually going to be able to detach yourself emotionally while in the middle of the conversation. You detach yourself emotionally from the story you've created around the trauma in your own time and in your own space right? First, it's about becoming aware. You have to recognize, oh shit, I'm trauma bonding with this person. We are bonding. We are strengthening our relationship. We are finding connection off of something that doesn't feel good. And ultimately what that means is you have an attachment, an emotional attachment to a story that you've created in your mind that doesn't feel good. You can't change it. You can't change the past. So the only thing that you can do is release that emotional attachment, heal the emotions that are attached to that story. So anytime the story does come up, you're not being triggered. You're not being emotionally triggered. You're actually able to say, 
oh, I remember this story. I remember how much pain it used to create for me. Now I'm seeing it from a totally different space. I feel calm. I feel peaceful. I feel connected. And I can move forward, not reacting to my emotions, but actually responding from a calm, peaceful state. So really it's about doing the inner work on your own, bringing awareness into that space, uh, healing that emotional attachment and rewriting the story. That's how you begin the process of detaching yourself emotionally from the story. So you're not triggered every single time you're with them or the topic comes up. But again, like I said, it's a process and it takes time. So If you're in the middle of working through your emotional detachment and that conversation does come up, the best thing that you can do for yourself is change the subject. The best Mm -hmm. thing that you can do for yourself is not continue to talk about the topic because you'll easily be pulled back into your old ways of trauma bonding. And then you'll have to go home and do even more work to continue, right? Like every single time the story comes up, you're adding to that emotional foundation. So how can you change the subject? Say you got to go to the bathroom, like remove yourself from the moment. So there's time and space. When you come back from the bathroom, you can start up a conversation be like, oh my God, did I tell you this super exciting thing that happened? Even if you know, you already told the person, right? It's like, It's really hard to change the subject in the middle of something, especially when you know that you're being triggered and when you know you have a deep emotional attachment to the story. So finding different things to change the subject and like being proactive, preparing yourself ahead of time is really impactful. Absolutely. I love this. Now, as someone that's an empath, as you said earlier, you really take on the emotions of somebody else. So let's say you did end up trying to change the subject. Maybe it didn't go 100% according to plan. How can you help yourself after the fact, even if as an empath, being a little bit unsure if it's your own like negative energy that you're holding onto or if it's somebody else's energy? Oh, great question. This is a great, great, great question because I think as empaths, as people pleasers, as sensitive souls, we need to understand how we are affected by emotions and energy. We're affected by our own and we're affected by other people's, whether we realize it or not. And I think one of the things that when I'm first working with clients is often you actually think it's your emotion but it's most likely somebody else's emotion that is attached onto you. Because as an empath, that's what we do. We give our light away. We give our compassion away. And when we're not protecting our energy, we take on the energy of the other person, which then triggers our own difficult emotions. So what can you do after the fact? Love that question. Building awareness is always my number one lesson for everyone, right? And for every situation, the more aware you are, the easier it's going to be to remind yourself that you need to do something that's more supportive for your energy, your emotions, your healing, whatever. So building that awareness is really about recognizing, oh, I've walked away. Like I've, I've left that moment with that friend. I know that we've trauma bonded in the past. I know that they were just venting about their situation with me. I don't feel emotionally affected yet 
but I know there's a good chance I can become emotionally affected. So I'm going to take a moment right now to cleanse my energy, right? So it's awareness first and then cleanse your energy. And there's so many different ways to cleanse your energy. I think really this comes down to, if you guys didn't listen two weeks ago, uh, our podcast that came out was a check-in episode. And so I was sharing my experience about embodying my higher self and how it takes patience and slowing down. Cleansing your energy, releasing your energy, shifting your energy, um, uplifting your energy, all of that is energy, right? You can't think your way through it. You, you will not think your way to feeling better. You have to feel your way to feeling better. And so cleansing your energy is not about thinking, I'm going to cleanse my energy. It's about dropping from your mind space into your heart space and tapping into how you feel right here, right now. And you know, a lot of the things that I work with in, in, with my one-on-one clients and in my membership space and in my group program is while I'm on the call with my clients, I say, okay, close your eyes. If you feel like it, you can keep them open if you want to, and just take a couple deep breaths and kind of feel into your body in this moment. And, and then I ask a question and I ask them how that makes them feel. And it's really about connecting with the feeling of shifting your energy. Like you can feel it when your energy shifts, especially when something outside of you happens and all of a sudden you feel that energetic shift. And so what I work on with my clients is not waiting for something outside of you to create that energetic shift, but learning how to create that energetic shift yourself. So cleansing yourself, like I said, can look like many different things, and I'm not going to list them all here. You can look it up online. I've got a few different blog posts that talk about cleansing your energy on my website. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. If you're walking away from that conversation and you know that as an empath, you most likely have been affected by that person's emotions and energy, awareness comes first to know how you've been affected and cleansing your energy is the next step. You just gave our listeners somewhere to reference how to cleanse, but is there maybe a first step in cleansing the energy you can at least give our listeners now before they head over to that section? The best thing that you can do if you're new to cleansing energy and you're new to just shifting and transmuting your own energy from that, from shadow to light is using water. The, the, the spirit behind water is extremely cleansing. It is a purifying tool. So if you can have a shower, like it, it, obviously we can't always just have a shower in the middle of the day, especially if we're out doing things, but it's like the moment that you get home and you have a minute, you don't even need to be in the shower for that long, but being under the water as it pours over your head, feeling like taking a moment to drop into the way that you feel, feeling yourself rooted and connected to the earth and asking the water, please cleanse my energy, wash away any of the energy or emotions that have attached onto me that are not mine, right? That's where the awareness comes in is knowing I have most likely been affected by the situation I have been moved through. And I'm allowing that energy to cleanse away from me. And as you stand under the water, feel it visualize it, washing away any darkness, washing away any heaviness. If you can't have a shower, then drinking a glass of water is another great technique. 
it's almost like setting intentions into the water and saying like, this water is cleansing me. It is purifying my energy. And if you can't do that, then visualizing water, like doing a meditation that allows you to connect to some sort of water. I love that. And it's, it's funny. you you talked about this idea of cleansing yourself with water because there was a time where I was a hundred percent trauma bonding. And sure enough, I ended up leaving. And the next thing you know, it is pouring rain. And you know what I did? I did not run to my car. I literally stood there with my arms wide open, palms facing up. And I said, you know what? This is exactly what I need. I needed this to cleanse me from that conversation. It was very heavy, very emotionally draining. And just literally being and feeling each raindrop touch my body, it just kind of helped me move through that um, that cleansing process that much more smoothing, uh, smoother. Because like you said, it's, it's hard to take a shower in the middle of the day. It's hard to even bathe yourself, right? And then to have that energetic or that energy being removed from you. So if it is raining, you know, take that opportunity to sit in it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, what you said is just a great point to kind of further what I was saying and, and a great reminder too of because it does affect you, this energy that you're carrying, you don't want to wait until the end of the day to cleanse your energy, especially if you are aware and you're recognizing in the moment, if you're not aware until the end of the day, well, there's nothing you can do about that. Like the moment that you're aware, that's the moment for you to cleanse. And it's because if you don't cleanse in that moment, when you are aware, then you will carry that energy with you throughout the rest of the day, through the rest of your interactions, through the rest of the actions that you take. And so something that I've noticed in my own life is that if I've trauma bonded with someone or, or as just as an empath have taken on somebody else's energy, it can trigger my own fears and worries. So then if I'm taking action throughout the rest of the day, my mind is going, are you sure this is the right action? Are you sure that this is what you're supposed to be doing right now? Like, why are you resting? You should be doing that. And there's so much judgment that moves through me, but it's not my judgment. It's that I've picked up on somebody else's energy and it's triggered my own wounds. It's triggered my Mm -hmm. own fears and my own worries. So that's why cleansing yourself the moment that you're aware is really, really important because then you're able to get reconnected to yourself. You're able to feel aligned and you're able to lead yourself from a more uplifted and cleansed state. Absolutely. Because then your mind's not going to be racing a hundred miles a minute and you're trying to figure out where is this all coming from? Yes. And so what you had said when you were standing out in the rain, it reminded me of our conversation two episodes away. You created stillness for yourself. In that moment of connecting to the rain, you allowed yourself to be still. You allowed yourself to be patient rather than rushing to the next moment. And that was you embodying your higher self in that moment. I love that. Now, Sid, obviously what we're talking about, it's not let me use this word lightly, quote unquote, easy. So let's say we are in the middle of this scenario that had happened and we forget to cleanse ourselves. Obviously we need to find ways to remind us, but is there maybe any proactive steps that we can take? Yeah, definitely. I, Cause I think you're right in the sense that it's not easy and it's always going to happen. Not that trauma bonding is always going to happen because it's not always going to happen, but as an empath, we are always picking up energy from everyone. Like that is always going to happen. 
And so how can we be proactive in remembering to cleanse and remembering to be aware and to remember, remembering to support ourselves in order to live from like a healthy, uplifted, aligned state. It really comes down to what are you doing on a daily basis to feel connected to your spirit? Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, you have to feel connected to the universe or a God or a higher power or whatever that looks like for you. Again, I'm a spiritual mentor. So I work with people who are spiritually inclined to be connected to the universe. So if this is not your thing, then what I'm saying probably is not going to resonate with you. And that's okay. You're not the kind of person that I'm here to work with. But for those of us that that are on a spiritual journey, what it comes down to is, you know, just as much as you prioritize your physical health and your mental health, how are you prioritizing your spiritual health and your spiritual wellness? Are you meditating on a daily basis? Because if you're not, then that hamster wheel of thoughts is always going to control you. And there's many different ways to meditate. You don't have to sit in silence for it to be a meditation, right? Are you journaling on a regular basis? You don't have to journal every single day, but are you journaling at least once a week, right? Journaling is a way to build awareness, to check in with yourself, to learn how you're feeling, what you're thinking, how you've been affected by the situations you've been moving through. Journaling is about building self-awareness, right? I believe that, especially as empaths, like, and I hate to use the word should, but I I believe we should be cleansing ourselves on a daily basis. Like, and this comes from somebody, like I'm pointing at myself here, who didn't, I did not cleanse myself on a daily basis and it affected me. And so that's why, again, I know I'm coming back to the episode two episodes ago when we did my check-in, but that entire experience that I spoke about on that episode it explains so much of where I am today and how I can share my expertise and, and how I want to help other people. Like if you show up for yourself on a daily basis, you show up for your energy, you learn how you're feeling. Cause we're not always feeling uplifted. We're not always feeling high vibes, but you learn how to hold acceptance for yourself and compassion for yourself in that space. That's how you build awareness And that's how it's not that it becomes easier, but it starts to become more second nature. But again, that's Mm. time. You have to be committed to that practice. So if anything, I would almost say it's safe to assume that we are being triggered by taking on other people's energy. So it's almost like we need to be assuming that we are taking on other people's energies. And then by building that self-awareness on the daily it's going to help us in those difficult moments, right? So if anything, if there is a proactive piece, it's, it's what are we doing every single day in between the difficult moments to help us in the difficult moments? Because let's be real, in the hard moments, you're not going to remember to cleanse yourself, to journal, to meditate, and this and that and the other thing if you don't do it every single day, right? We have to be doing it on our good days so that way on our bad days, we remember to do what makes us feel good. Yes, exactly. And we are being triggered constantly. And being triggered is not always a bad thing, right? As empaths, as sensitive souls, and as people pleasers, this idea of being triggered, what it means is you're picking up on the energy of the people around you. And it is influencing you in your own energy. So 
if you're having a conversation with someone and they're sharing their celebrations and they're super excited about something, you're being triggered as in you're being influenced by their high vibes. You're going to walk away from that conversation either feeling feeling very high vibe and excited and motivated to take action on your own things. That's one way of being triggered. Or if judgment is something that you're constantly working through, you're going to be triggered in a different way and you're going to be self-judging. You're going to say, I'm not where they are. How come I'm not experiencing that? Right. And so it's, it's how our beliefs are formed is by the information we gather from our experiences and from other people's experiences. So prioritizing stillness for yourself, meditating, journaling, like working on your self-awareness, what you're doing is you're giving yourself time and space to tap back into who you are, right? The en- energy that I've picked up on from Angie today, is it, at, is it impacting me in a positive light? And if it is, is it encouraging me to take action on something that I that is actually aligned with me? Or is it encouraging me to take action on something that she said that I think I should take action on, but it's not actually mm. aligned with me, right? So it's just really creating that space to tap back into yourself and to tap back into your own intuition. But if you're carrying everyone else's energy, you're not going to be able to hear your intuition. That's so well said, Sid, and I'm, I'm glad I did ask that question. Now, before we completely close off our conversation today, because let's be real, it has been super informative. So I hope you guys are all, including myself, <laughs> having that pen consistently to paper and writing down some aha moments, something that you can take away from this conversation for you to apply in your life, or maybe you have some ideas in terms of how you can cleanse your energy and what you can be doing proactively in a way that feels good for you, right? Because every, everyone has a way of doing things differently. So it's a matter of finding which way feels good for us in order for us to create positive outcomes, of course, in our life. Mm -hmm. So before we close off, Sid, um, I'd love it if you could summarize some of the major takeaways from this conversation today about removing trauma bonding from your relationships as an empath. I think ultimately what it comes down to as as an empath, we want the people around us to feel peace and to experience joy, right? Because when we see the people around us experiencing peace and joy, then we get to experience peace and joy. But everyone's path is different and everybody's going to learn things at their own pace. Everybody needs to do their own emotional healing. So in order to remove trauma bonding from your relationships as an empath, the first sense is removing it for you so you can feel at peace, so you can feel more joy, so you're not being triggered by your own stories, right? Because again, you are affected by your emotions and the other person's emotions around that situation. So it starts off with detaching yourself emotionally from the story so you're not triggered every single time you're with them or the topic comes up, right? So as I said, cleansing yourself, using water to cleanse yourself when you've been around them or the conversation has come up, building awareness through meditating and journaling uh, because that's really important. And ultimately what all of this brings you to is a space where you're able to Hold compassion for that person in your life 
no matter where they are in their journey. So if the conversation continues to come up, even after you're emotionally detached, you can hold compassion for them without trying to fix them, without trying to offer advice. You're holding compassion and then you're walking away, cleansing your energy, feeling at peace. And then they get to heal in their journey. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful, Sid. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that that's getting me really excited for next week's conversation because we are going to be doing another check-in episode. And it's where we're sharing what we're learning and what we're moving through. Obviously, we have an episode for myself, Angie, and then we have another one for Sydney. So I'm so excited for you guys to be tuning in next week because I have a strong feeling it's going to be somewhat related to this topic in itself that we chatted about today. So Thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise today, Sid. That was absolutely wonderful. Now, before we totally close off, is there any last piece of advice or anything that you forgot to mention earlier that you think is super important for our listeners to learn that are either currently going through some sort of trauma bonding experience with one of their relationships, or if they're just having difficulties as an empath understanding those emotions? I think I I want everyone to walk away just remembering to carry compassion for themselves, right? None of us are perfect. We all move through struggle. We all have challenges and judgment is real. And so the more we can learn to carry compassion for ourselves and the people around us, the easier things start to become. And the last kind of point that I have for you is if you are in a space where this conversation really resonates with you and you really want a sense of support on your journey, I am ready to work with you. If you consider yourself an empath and you're easily affected by the energy and emotions of your environment and you're wanting to master your energy, you're wanting to live a more peaceful life and you're wanting to feel empowered in the life that you are choosing to live, you are the perfect candidate for my one-to-one mentoring offer. So you can check out my website at the link below. I would love to connect with you. And if you resonate with my story and every anything that I offer, then there's a good chance that we are going to connect and we are going to be aligned on our journeys together. And yeah, I'd love to support you. Oh, I love that. I am definitely taking that in for sure. And I am so excited to be checking in with where you said and sharing all the things that we've moved through. So from now until next week or next episode, whenever you guys are listening to this, we are sending you guys so much love. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.